Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you'll find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows to do the same. This is not a grief group. This is your journey, and it just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of your loss. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of the book, Widowed, and of The Widow Coach. I'm also a professionally certified life coach. Let the healing and the personal journey back to who you are begin. Hi there. Before we get started with this podcast, I wanted to interject here because I've got something going on this coming week. It's going to be a free three-day challenge. I posted in the Facebook group that I've used for these challenges and asked everybody what they would like the next challenge to be on. And the response was almost overwhelmingly on building confidence. I know that when we suddenly become widowed, our confidence is shaken. And it took me some months after Jim died before I even realized that that is what had happened to me. You know, I was in that fog for so long. And suddenly I realized one day, oh my gosh, I have no sense of confidence. That's why I can't finish anything I start. That's why I can't make decisions easily anymore. And I really had to rediscover how to find my self-confidence again and build up my sense of courage. And that can be done. So this is what I'm doing. And, you know, I apologize if you're listening to this podcast way in the future somewhere. um, This may have already taken place. (laughs) So... Today is November 23rd, 2018. It's the day after Thanksgiving in 2018. And next week on Wednesday, which is November 28th, 2018, I will be starting the free three-day challenge in the Facebook group that is called Widow Coaching Center. So if you're not part of that Facebook group, you want to go there and click on join so I can add you to the group. You can simply search Facebook for Widow Coaching Center or type in at the top www.facebook.com slash groups slash Widow Coaching Center. And it will take you to that group page where you can ask to join. For three days, I will be going live on Facebook Live each day for those three days. And I will be teaching, um, I will be teaching a lesson each day on how to find your sense of confidence again. I'll also be coaching on those calls and um, responding to any of the questions and uh, posts within the group so that we can spend three days together learning about this whole concept of self-confidence and how you find the basis of your own confidence again. So I would love to have you join me there. Then at the end of the three days, I am hopefully going to be able to announce the actual Widow Coaching Center online. It'll be a membership site. I would love to share more with all of you about that. 
but we're still building it. So, and I'm hoping it's ready by the time we finish our three day live challenge on Facebook. So join me on Facebook. Look for Widow Coaching Center on Facebook. Click join. I will get you added to the group and I'll be talking to you next Wednesday. So let's go forward with the podcast. Hello, my friends. I'm back. This episode, I want to talk about judging others and being judged as well as um, just jumping on the bandwagon of feeling bad. Does that sound harsh? I hope not, because you guys know how much I love you. (laughs) You know that I've been through this widow thing myself, and I fall into that trap too. But I see it so often. I see it on posts that I put up. I see it on posts from other widows where suddenly everybody is posting really painful thoughts and everyone jumps on the bandwagon and the whole post becomes like hugely painful. It is a way of, um, I know we like to share our grief, but instead we need to be raising each other up and supporting each other. If somebody posts and, and tells their sad story, don't try to outdo their sad story. Instead, try to be post something that's going to be supportive for them. Jumping in and everybody, you know, one it tells a sad story, the other one tells what their frustration is with it, another one jumps in. You are all getting into the same swimming pool together. In coaching, we call it being in the pool with your client. When I teach my widow coaches, life coaching tools. There's something that I teach them. It's a skill called holding the space. And if you go back to earlier this year, I did a group of 12 episodes on this podcast, just kind of outlining the different tools that I teach in widow coaches class. And holding the space is one of them. And here's the thing with holding space for somebody. It means that you are listening to what they're telling you without any judgment in your mind one way or the other. No judgment about how right they are. No judgment about how wrong they are. You are just giving them a big open space that they can open up in to you. I see so much judgment. I see judgment And I know you guys feel it too. Like you become widowed and you're judged if you do, you're judged if you don't. On most circumstances, you feel judged. If you were to maybe go out with a group of girlfriends, have cocktails, have an evening with the girls, there are some people who might judge you for that. Like, oh, her husband's only been gone for eight months and look at her out on the town with her girlfriends, right? Whooping it up. You might get a little of that going on. But conversely, if you stay home sad all the time, you're going to have people judge that too and say, hey, is it time for you to be moving on? Don't you need to just get over this? Which is the worst thing anybody can say to us, right? We know that. I know that. I've had 
terrible things said to me, but they were said to me out of really compassion, right? People will say bizarre stuff to you and it feels hurtful to you, but what they're really trying to do is connect with you in some way, help you in some way. Their hearts are in the right place. Their mouths are in the wrong place. But even worse than that is sometimes online, like in social media, I'll see widows judging other widows. And they may not say it directly, but the underlying post, you read it, and that's what they're doing. If there's a widow who has found new love in her life, finally, her heart opened up, and she was able to really connect with someone, someone else may post and say, well, I will never have another man in my life. My husband is in heaven waiting for me. And, you know, that's a little bit of judgment. Like you may truly feel that way and that's fine. But to post that after somebody has posted about being able to open their heart and love someone again, that's a little judgmental. What you're basically saying is, well, I wouldn't do what you're doing, right? That's judgmental. If somebody is posting and saying, I will never have another man in my life again, it's too painful to even think about, to jump on and say, oh, of course you will. I have somebody. You think you're helping them by telling them how you have a new love in your life and that they can have a love in their life. No, you just need to hear them out and remember how that feels. Because I think most of us initially felt like we would never have another man in our lives again, right? I don't feel that way now, although I am not quote unquote dating. There's nobody. I often joke about that saying, if there's going to be another man in my life, he's going to have to stumble and fall across my front porch because I'm really not out there looking. But I came to realize somewhere after like around the, after the first two years of being widowed, I came to realize that my heart really could open up and love again. And it would not mean that I love Jim any less, but I, I suddenly realized that, oh my gosh, if that should present itself to me again, if I should connect with somebody and just really feel that special bond happening, why would I pass that up? Oh my gosh, that is such magic in your life if you find the right person to connect with. But what I'm saying is, widow sisters, do not judge each other. You have to be open and supportive, right? And think about what you're going to say to another widow a little bit. Because in the same way that people will come up to you a couple months after you've been widowed and say ghastly stuff out of their, their wanting to help you feel better and they say hurtful stuff, we can do the same thing without realizing it. You know, I mean, I've heard from so many of you who said people have told you things like, well, at least he didn't suffer He's not in pain, or at least he's not in pain anymore. He's in a better place. I'm like, are you kidding me? What better place is there than here with me? <laughs> no, heaven is a, 
supposedly a better place. But I mean, that's just not something. It sounds like something that you would say to someone who's lost a family member or something, right? Oh, at least they're in a better place now. But that is no consolation. It really isn't. As widows, we fall into the same trap of wanting to make somebody feel better and then just saying something that maybe comes across as being judgmental instead of being able to just open up and listen to them, right? And it's, it's not easy to do this. this. That's why it's something that we spend a great deal of time on in the widow coaches class, training coaches, because for coaches, it's critical that they're able to hold space for you so that you can open up, you can tell them anything. And you know they're not going to judge you one way or the other. They're not going to think you're a bad person. They're not going to think, oh, you're a really good woman. For You get no judgment one way or the other, which means it's a safe place for you to just say everything that's on your mind to say. It's I've had people think that Holding space sounds like this really unemotional, unemotional, robotic thing to do. That's not true. It doesn't mean you don't have empathy. It doesn't mean you don't care. It means you care so much that you are just going to open up a big blank space of love where they could tell you anything. Even if they came and say, you know, I slept with my husband's best friend the day after he died. I mean, it would be so shocking to me to hear that from someone. But I'm telling you, if I were actively coaching them, I would not even flinch. I would be like, and, you know, why are you beating yourself up with this now? Let's talk about what you're thinking about, right? So you have to, sometimes holding space is even more compassionate than being, you know, in empathy with them. Because as soon as you are in empathy, you can shut them down. If they're crying about something and you cry with them, they're going to try to stop crying because our instinct as human beings is to make each other feel better. Believe it or not, it's, it is natural human instinct to try to make each other feel better. So if someone is spilling their guts and crying and then you start crying, their instinct kicks in to make you feel better when they're the ones that need the support at that time, you know? So remember that when you're interacting with other widows, you want to be compassionate, but you want to be careful not to judge them in any way for what they're doing or not doing. And to inform people around us who are not widows when they are judging us or just keep it in our own mind that they're acting out of um, wanting to make us feel better in some way, even though they may judge us in ways that just feel unfair. Like I said, you know, kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, do you go back to work too soon? Did you go back to work soon enough? Those kind of judgments constantly come into play. It feels like to us. And you can't let them get under your skin when you are being judged that way. Because even though one person may make a comment to you, like you haven't come back to work yet, you milking this for all it's worth. (laughs) 
when you just want to punch them. But know that that's their judgment. Doesn't mean everybody at your office is thinking that way. Others at your office may be thinking, you know, my gosh, this poor woman. I don't know how she's going to face it having to walk back in here even. So, you know, it's good, there's going to be judgment from both sides. Holding space for somebody else, right? Raising up somebody else means that you are open and supportive for them. And that's what I want to see more of online is open supportiveness. Um, and, uh, you know, many of you do it. The people who are in my Facebook group, I think, are some of like the best widows that have come together in there. I love it. They are so supportive of each other. They are so open to each other. It's on Facebook. It's called Widowed Book Club. If you look for that and click join, I'll get you added. Unless your Facebook profile looks like, you know, I can't see anything and I can't tell who or what you are. I'm protective of the group. And I kind of, yes, I do snoop every everybody that request to join the group. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to click on your name. I'm going to look at your profile page to see that you don't look like you're somebody who is coming in there to just prey on other widows, right? Or not even other widows. If you're widowed, you're in. If you look like, you know, your profile is a male who says he's a scientist that works as an offshoreman and went to college in London and you just go, oh my gosh, it's one of those. <laughs> Boot them right away. But in that group, a widowed book club group in Facebook, everybody in there is super supportive. And we, do, you know, we just don't have those long, sad threads going on in there. And I love that. Doesn't mean you can't post when you're sad. Everybody does in there. You know, we, we have to have that environment where you can come post something. It's not going to show up in the news feeds of your friends because it's a closed group. Only people who are a part of that group would see it in, in their news feed. And it's the place where you can come in there and just say anything and nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to judge you. You could come in there and say, I was actually glad when my husband died. Nobody's going to faint. <laughs> because it's like, especially not me, because with the number of widows that I have coached and taught and talked to and connected with, it's thousands now. I have talked to thousands of widows. There is probably nothing I have not been told or heard or coached about. So there's no judgment there. So if you are talking to another widow or you're, you know ahead of time you're meeting with another widow or if you are going to be reading other widows posts on social media, one of the best ways to be able to be open and supportive is if you know ahead of time you're going to be sitting down with other widows or if you're reading on Facebook and you come across stuff that kind of triggers you. One of the best things you can do is grab a piece of paper and start writing down all of your thoughts as fast as you can for one minute. Just everything that comes into your head about it, write it down. Don't try to filter it. Don't try to stop yourself in any way. Don't try to judge your thoughts. Just 
anything goes and write it down on paper. When I do thought downloads, I've gotten really good at it. When I first started trying to practice doing thought downloads that way, I used to try to filter my thoughts or I might come up with a thought that I think, oh, I don't even want to put that on paper. How did that come into my head? No, all the filters are off. You just write it down. That's why I tell people, set a timer one minute and write as fast as you can. Then you have a chance to look back over those thoughts and see where the judgments are. Ask yourself how many of those thoughts are absolutely true. It allows you to kind of clean up your thinking a little bit before you write a post on Facebook or before you go to sit down to lunch with three other widows, you know, you can just take a minute ahead of time if you're going to meet with widowed friends to write down all your thoughts about them to see what, you know, what, where are my judgmental thoughts and why am I thinking that? If you get it all out of your head onto paper, you get a chance to kind of clean up your thinking a little bit so you can be a little bit more open. It's exactly what a good trained life coach would do before having a session with you. They would do a thought download to kind of clear out their mind so that they've got a nice clean slate to listen with. It's, it's part of the practice, but I think it's part of the practice that can come into our lives. I do thought downloads all the time and not necessarily, I can't talk you guys, not necessarily about other people. Sometimes I'm just doing thought downloads about how I'm feeling so I can see what I'm thinking that's putting me in the mood that I'm in. So helpful. But to stay um, open and non-judgmental of others, thought downloads are the best thing you can do because it lets you kind of see out on paper exactly where your thoughts are. And sometimes if we see it on paper before it comes out our mouth, we're like, whoa, I can't believe I think that. That's not true. I can't know that for sure. Right? So holding the space for other widows and being non-judgmental of other widows is one of the most impactful things you can do as a friend, as an observer, as a connection. And um, boy, apply it to everything on social media, not just posting with widows, but anytime you read something that somebody has posted. And I know I do those knee-jerk posts myself <laughs> I watch it and that's what I call it, a knee-jerk post. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody post something on Facebook and I click into the comment box and I type, 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 get it all out. And then I look at what I just typed and I delete it all. And I'm like, okay, I feel better having typed all that out, but I have no business putting all that on their post on their timeline, right? It's like Joanne just step back. And I do. I mean, you know, I delete my comments all the time. I don't post them and delete them. I mean, I like type it all out and then I backspace it all or highlight it all and just hit the delete key and do not post it. Sometimes it really pays to take that 
breath that second before you put an unsupportive comment out there and um, because you may not realize it's unsupportive until you take a breath and look at what you just wrote and then thought, you know, this is like I just walked into their house and then just opened up on them, right? I disagree with everything. It's like I've come into their house and said, I hate that picture on your wall. I can't believe you put that picture up there. How could you buy that picture? We would never do that. People do that on social media posts, right? They jump on and like they want to just jump into the discussion and disagree on somebody else's post that somebody has shared on their wall with their friends and family. It's like, no, no, you have to be able to back off and not be overly judgmental and hold space for everybody in your life. Then life becomes so much more rewarding too and you become more compassionate and understanding of those who um, hit the send key on their post without thinking it through first (laughs) right listen have a fantastic week and i'll be talking to you again really soon 